Today is a fun little episode where I'm going to talk about the Powerball, the lottery, whatever you want to call it now. As a general rule of thumb, I do not play the lottery. Um, But I like to play it when it gets over a billion dollars. And the reason I don't play the lottery regularly is, it. I mean, it's a fun thing to do, I guess, play the lottery. But if you have, and for whatever reason, I've never been into gambling, especially when the odds are stacked against you. But I've seen a lot of people who, I don't know if you've ever been in a gas station, you have somebody in front of you, and they just drove up in a little car from 20 years ago that barely drives, and they're getting scratch-off tickets, which I guess they have $20 scratch-off tickets now. I've seen people spend hundreds of dollars on scratch-off and other lottery tickets. If you invest that same amount of money, you're going to make more over the long run because your chances of winning the big prize are very, very little. But the Powerball, I play every now and then because you know what? Somebody has to win. And I played it when it was $1.6 billion recently. And now my understanding is it's $1.9 billion. So let's talk about what I would do. And I'm going to leave a question in the community section of Spotify. Please leave your thoughts. I This is just a fun topic to talk about. So question number one, would you take all the money or would you take the annuity? Now, a lot of people say they would take the hit because when you take all the money, you take less. And then you got to pay taxes on it. And... I don't know how much taxes are. I'm sure it's in the 30, 40% range. So I just do 50%. It's easy math. But I think it's, if you take it all at one time when it's 1.9 billion, you end up with like 900 and some million, you know, whatever. I would not do that. So if you're listening to this and you just won the Powerball, um, do not take the whole amount of money. You know, I'm open for consulting. If you need to reach out to me, I'll be happy to consult you on what to do with it. But First thing I would do is take the annuity. Why? Because most Americans, myself included, do not know how to manage money. I do my best at managing money, but that doesn't mean I'm ready to manage a billion dollars at one time. And so the great thing is if you take an annuity, you're going to get a payment of like $50 million a year. You know, so... That gives you over 30 years. That gives you 30 tries, 30 times up to bat to learn how to do it right without screwing it up. And as long as you learn by the last payment of $25 million, you're going to be all right. And so that's why I would take the annuity. And I said last payment of $25 million because of the $50 million, you're probably going to pay $25 million in taxes. Maybe not quite that much, but it's easy math. So let's say you have $25 million a year to spend. What if you screw up taxes one year and now the IRS is coming after you because you were supposed to pay $25 million in taxes and you didn't? Now you have back taxes. Well, usually the IRS is running behind. So if you're screwing up your taxes, they're going to come after you after a few years. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but if you haven't paid your taxes right on $50 million for three or four years, you are now in a hole that you have to dig yourself out of. And there's no other way you're going to dig yourself out of it probably than the rest of your annuity payments. So that's the number one reason that I wouldn't take a billion because if you screw up a billion dollars and your tax guy gets it wrong or you get it wrong or your team of tax people get it wrong, um, the IRS is going to come after you 
and you ain't going to be able to pay them back because chances are you are not going to have it in you to figure out a way to make $500 million or $800 million or however much you have to pay to the IRS. And make no mistake about it, Uncle Sam is going to get his money. So that's why I would take the annuity. Now, let's say you take the annuity. You get $50 million, you pay $25 million, you set it aside for taxes. You know, if you don't use it all, you can, you can spend it later. That can be your slush fund. Get your tax bill, go, oh, it was only $20 million. That gives me $5 million to burn. But what would I do with the other $25 million? Well, I think I would spread it out. That would be the first thing. I would want some of it. The first year, I would pay off all of my debts. And I would go slow. There's no reason to go fast. And I would probably hide it the best I could from my kids that we won the Powerball and the rest of my family. I don't need people coming out of the woodwork and trying to make my decision-making even more confusing. But the biggest reason I would hide it from my kids is because I don't need them thinking they got a silver spoon or they're a trust fund baby or any of that stuff. I need them to go through life a little bit, get knocked around a little bit. That sounds cruel and harsh, but it's really not. It's about getting some experience so that When one day I die or I show up one day and say, hey, you got your life in order. You're doing well. Mom and dad want to give you a gift. You know, they can figure out we won the Powerball when we die as far as I'm concerned. Because the thing that I would fear most other than going broke would be to mess up my family, mess up my kids, mess up my life all over some money. That's that's not one of my goals to mess all of that up because all that's more important than money. I'd rather not win if that's going to be the end result. So I would be very, very careful with what I did with that money and how I spent that money. And then I think I would, you know, I, I might get a house. May, I probably wouldn't get a house right at the beginning. Another house, I would probably start buying investments. You know, I would probably open an LLC and start a management company for managing rentals and I would hire the best people and then I would start buying rentals and I would buy you know I would try to buy them at a good price but my main concern would be creating cash flow and my goal at least in the beginning and probably with that much money it wouldn't take long to I'd probably be buying apartment complexes or commercial buildings actually because I don't know that I would want to have that many rentals that are individual. So my goal would be just total cash flow. And then I would want to live. I would want to make my big purchases off cash flow. The goal would be to build up the cash flow. And then when I am burning money or using money, then it would be coming out of that cash flow pot. So I would try not to spend the initial amount or the seed money I would try to invest that and then and it's a lot to invest so it wouldn't take long to create cash flow that would be far outweighing and surpassing what my income would be right now so that would be my first goal and then once the cash flow got to a point that I could live the lifestyle that I wanted to live I think I would continue investing I would probably get some stocks I would make sure that I fund my Roth IRA every year my wife's Roth IRA 
and I would invest heavily in those. And then I would get real estate. I probably wouldn't buy many businesses because I've just seen too many shows where people come into a lot of money, whether they're athletes or whatever, and they have this great idea for a business or they decide I've got so much money, I'm going to be a venture capitalist and venture capitalists lose a lot of money. So my goal would be to do any kind of venture capitalism type stuff out of the cash flow that's coming from something that's very solid and that's real estate historically real estate goes up historically real estate creates cash flow and so that would kind of be my goal and then when that income from that cash flow got big enough then i would start looking at what i call tent maker ministries you know i think i mentioned this on the podcast before but paul kind of ran his whole ministry off of his tent making business he didn't ask people to fund him he didn't beg for money he worked He worked, and then off the fruits of that work, he was able to run his ministry, travel, do what he needed to do. And so I would start looking at what I want to invest in. One thing that's close to my heart is um, child trafficking in this country, or in the world, actually. I think it's horrible. When I first came into contact with that when I was in Asia, I read a book about it. I didn't even know it existed. I was very naive. I was sitting on a beach in Vietnam, I remember, and I read this book that was obviously a pirated copy. It looked like it had been photocopied and then glued together, but it was about child trafficking in Asia. And in that area, they actually will go into villages and stuff like that in one country, and they'll tell the parents, we're going to take these kids, we're going to put them to work, we're going to send money back to the family. It's going to be a really good opportunity for them the parents would send them off thinking everything was okay and they'd never hear from them again and they would take those children to another country with different language different writing you know if if you take someone from japan to vietnam or from vietnam to um, south korea they're not going to be able to read the language and stuff if they get away And so that's what they would do. And then if anybody got away, they would cut the tendons in their heels to teach them and the other girls a lesson. And I just remember that sticking with me. And ever since then, I've been paying attention to the the child trafficking that goes on in this country and in the world, and it breaks my heart. I have have four children, three girls. I know it happens to boys and girls, but it, you know, when you think about it, or at least when I think about it, I think of little girls being... Um, taken advantage of and it just breaks my heart so that would be the first thing that i would pour money into um there's a really good organization that um russell brunson is part of or that he promotes anyway through click funnels and it's called operation underground railroad i would get highly involved in that organization i think it's an incredible thing that they do um then i also have a heart for missions i've been on so many mission trips um i've been to haiti i've been to honduras i've been actually i've been to haiti three times i've been all over and one of the things that strikes me in poverty torn countries is just how happy the people are with nothing and so of all my mission trips working in orphanages i went to an orphanage in china one time it was totally funded by a guy who sold everything he was a u.s citizen went to China, opened the orphanage, and he was running it himself, and he was saving kids who were being abandoned. And it was it was a really cool experience. But the thing that affected me, I think, the most and kind of 
planted a seed inside of me was when I was in Honduras. And the purpose of that trip was to build a house for somebody. And we got over there and I was like, how are we going to build a house in a week or 10 days, however long it was? And we got there and it was literally, they don't have foundations. We built four walls and a roof that, you know, it's that simple. Open door, you know, it's just a walkway that they walk through. And that lady was so grateful. She just could not stop saying thank you. She could not stop expressing her gratitude. And I think that entire house cost like $5,000 to build. And I just thought someday when I have money, I'm going to go build houses. I'm just going to put them up as fast as I can because of everything that you do. You go share with somebody. You bring them food. You you give out clothing. You do all that stuff in these missions trips. But that one to me resonated the most because I think that changed that per- person's life the most. More than, more than shoes, more than clothes, more than food. You give them a house that's stable, that's not going to fall apart, that doesn't have mud walls and... It was just a really neat experience. So I would probably fund putting a team together and I'd be personally involved because I would like it. And then I would also, I haven't got to do this, but I, I think it's kind of the same principle. Um, the network car, network marketing company that I'm with, they dig wells um, over in Africa and give whole villages water who might be sending kids with buckets all the way down to the river Uh, When I was in Honduras, the kids used to do this. They would put big buckets on their head and they would walk miles to get water out of the river and they would lug it all the way back up and that would be their water for the day and it might take them hours to get it and it had to be done every single day because you can't sustain life without water. And so I think wells and houses and rescuing kids would probably be my my three main focuses. and then probably stateside, I would probably do something to help with uh, just, I don't know what the word is necessarily. Not necessarily, I guess at-risk kids would be the other place where my heart is at. Kids that have grown up without a father figure or without a mother figure, with uh, grown up in a bad area. I would like to see some stuff go up that isn't government funded, that doesn't have so many rules and regulations that you could put good people in and just make a difference in those kids' lives. And so those would probably be my four big things. So if you don't play the lottery, then don't. I don't think it increases my chances because it's, you know, your chances are your chances of picking the numbers. But if you don't play the lottery, well, I would say pray that I win the lottery so I can do some of those good things. But by the time you hear this, the lottery will be over unless it gets up to about $3 billion. So if it's still going on when you hear this and you're not going to play, shoot a couple prayers my way. I'd love to win. Anyway, this is a fun episode. Please go to the community section on Spotify and just tell me what you'd do with the money, whether you'd take the annuity, take the whole thing. And I will see you on the next episode. God bless.